So first up we have Davita here and he is simply the best goalkeeper in the league for a few years now. And for me personally he's the second best goalkeeper in the world after Manuel Neuer. Now this season he had 18 clean sheets and won the golden glove. But some people actually thought that Edison could win it from Manchester City. But personally I was never in doubt because I kind of felt that Manchester United were going to get way more clean sheets than everybody else, simply because Jose Mourinho sets up his team very defensively organized, so they don't really concede a lot of goals. And, well, De Gea has just basically been carrying Manchester United for years now, because he's just simply their best player year after year, and he keeps bailing them out out of a lot of games, and personally, I just think he has to leave because he's just too good for that team until Mourinho can actually take that next step and turn United into an actual title contender. At left back, we have Chelsea's Marcos Alonso. And for me, he's just such an exciting player to watch, because even though he's a wing back, it seems to me that most of the game he's just in front and basically almost next to the striker. And he has so many chances to score goals during a game that he's just so fun to watch. On top of that, he also has an amazing free-kick technique, and this season he scored 7 goals and 2 assists, which is really good. And it also helps that he doesn't really have any competition from the other 5 big teams in England, because they don't really have any amazing left-backs or any left-back as good as Alonso. So that also helps his case, and he's just simply the best left-back in the Premier League. The first centre-back spot goes to Niklas Otamendi. And I do think he deserves it, but at the same time, I think that he only got it because other centre-backs just haven't lived up to their reputation. Biggest name here being Aspiliqueta because Chelsea were just so poor this season. And I also think that Otamendi is a double-edged sword because on one side you have all the good stuff. For example, him scoring four goals in the league and him making such important tackles during Manchester City games. But at the same time, he does miss a lot of these important tackles and he makes a hell lot of stupid fouls. And the biggest consequence of all these mistakes is that City usually concede a goal. And for a 30-year-old player, you just should not be making so many mistakes in my opinion. And he's also one of the main reasons why I don't think that City will ever win the Champions League as long as he starts for them. Because he can be just such a big liability. The final centre-back spot goes to Jan Vertonghen and for me he had a really good season even though he did not score any goals and he only got one assist but that's not really his job and he's just been a really solid player for Tottenham especially since Alderweireld didn't really play any games in the season at all and for me Vertonghen is actually a borderline world-class player so he's not really world-class but he's almost there so I'm just really hoping that even though he's 31, he can somehow just still take that next step and actually become a world-class centre-back. Because I do think he can do it. And yeah, he just really deserves that spot. At right-back, we have Kyle Walker, who had a fantastic first season for Manchester City after coming from Tottenham for $50 million. Now, in my opinion, $50 million was too much because the only player I'd pay $50 million for would be Marcelo. But nonetheless, he still had a great first season, getting 6 assists in the league, which was really good. On top of that, he has so much pace to burn, and he just keeps bombing down the wing game after game. 
And I'd also say that this season he was Manchester City's best defender, especially since company was basically out the whole season. The first midfielder is Christian Eriksen, and I am a big fan of this guy because I just love the way he plays. And at the same time, I think he's just a really underrated player because when the conversation comes up of who are the best midfielders in football, his name is usually ignored. And I find that very surprising because he has so much talent. And for example, last season, he had 20 assists in the league and 8 goals, which are actually world-class numbers. But in my opinion, he just wasn't a world-class player then because I just knew he could do better. And this season, actually, his stats have dropped, but I would say he has become a better player. Because this season, he got only 11 goals and 10 assists, so his assists dropped by 10. But I would still say he became a much better player because he became much more important for Tottenham, and he kind of somewhat started to show that he could carry the team a bit. But I still don't think he's a world-class player. I'd still say he's borderline world-class. But he's just somewhat missing that little push. I don't know what it is, but I just know he can do more. And I'd also say that since he's going to be entering his first of his best years, like I say 27 to 29 is when you perform at your best. So I still think that Ericsson can do much more in the future. Next up, we have Kevin De Bruyne. And let me just go on record and say that this season for me, he is the best central midfielder in the world. Better than Tony Kroos and better than Luka Modric because this guy was just simply outstanding this season. And this season he had 18 assists and 8 goals which are just world-class numbers and he's a world-class player. And he just basically ran that City midfield all season long. And if you asked me in December who should have been the PFA player of the year, I would have said Kevin De Bruyne because of the way that Manchester City just ran over the whole league. He won all the Man of the Match awards against the other top five teams in England and he just had such a fantastic season and he's just City's best player and most important player by miles now. But towards of the end of the season, he kind of got a bit tired and that is because Pep Guardiola kind of ran him into the ground because he just kept running and running and running and David Silva kind of had these family issues. So Kevin De Bruyne really had to play every single game because Pep cannot rest David Silva and Kevin De Bruyne at the same time, because Gundogan is kind of the only replacement for those positions. So Kevin De Bruyne got really tired towards the end of the season, which is also a reason why he kind of had no chance of winning the PFA Player of the Year. The last spot goes to David Silva, and he is actually a very underrated player. Again, just like Ericsson, and for me, he's probably the most underrated midfielder in football because he's just such a fantastic player and nobody ever mentions his name for some reason. Now, that being said, I actually thought that he was on the decline this season because in 15-16, he picked up a really bad ankle injury. And in 16-17, it kind of seemed to carry over. And for me, he just wasn't giving the same performances that I was used to. Because for me, he was the best midfielder in England for four years straight. But when Pep Guardiola came, he somewhat rejuvenated David Silva this season. Because he's just really playing like a world-class player again. And this season, he had 9 goals and 11 assists in the league. Which is exactly what you want from a world-class player. And what was also really important this season is that when Kevin De Bruyne got tired towards the end, 
David Silva really stepped up his game because when Kevin De Bruyne couldn't perform at 100%, David Silva kind of had to keep the midfield rolling because the midfield is like the most important part of Pep Guardiola's strategy. And so he just really stepped up and he was such a big player for City again this season. So he just deserves that spot. The first forward spot goes to Sergio Aguero. And his inclusion in the team of the season is actually a surprise to me for two reasons. The first one is that it's the very first time he's in it. And for me, he was the best player in England for at least three years. So he really should have been in it a lot more. And the second reason is that I don't think he deserves it this season because Raheem Sterling has been absolutely sensational this season. So Sergio Aguero got 21 goals in less than 2,000 minutes, which is absolutely world-class. And on top of that, he still had six assists. However, Raheem Sterling was able to get 18 goals and 17 assists in around 2,600 minutes, which is absolutely insane when you think about it. Like, nobody expects Raheem Sterling to get anywhere near these numbers. And on top of that, he has been absolutely essential to Manchester City winning the league this season. He has been so important and he has scored so many late goals this season. For example, the one against Bournemouth in the 96th minute. And he was just so amazing this season that he really deserves that spot ahead of Sergio Aguero. The next spot goes to Harry Kane and for me this season he has actually looked a bit inconsistent because his finishing wasn't really on point. Like he could have gotten a lot more goals this season if his finishing was just a bit better. And towards the end of the season he also picked up an injury and he kind of rushed back from it a bit early so he didn't look like the Harry Kane that we all know. Despite that however he still had an amazing season scoring 29 goals, which is absolutely world-class, and he also chipped in with two assists. And for me personally, he's also as close as you can get to the perfect striker in modern football. Like, I know he's not perfect, but I can only see him getting better over the years. The last forward spot goes to Mohamed Salah, and he just had an absolutely spectacular season. And for me personally, he's also the third best player in the world at the moment. Now, in the beginning of the season, I actually thought of him as just a very good player because you could see that he had a lot of skill, but at the same time, his finishing was not very good. Like, it was very inconsistent. But somewhere around, like, December, January, like, he really started to turn into a world-class player because every single big chance that he had, he suddenly took it. And so he just kept scoring goal after goal. And in the league this season, he had 32 goals, which meant that he broke the record, which is just amazing. And he also had 12 assists on top of that. And those are just world-class stats for a world-class player. And I just really hope that he stays in Liverpool next season because he just makes the Premier League so much more exciting to watch.